Let's, let's talk about Christmas. Anybody excited for Christmas? Yeah. Who's been excited for Christmas for like more than a month now? How many of you guys get ready for Christmas before Halloween? A few of you. How many of you guys are, are ready for Christmas before Thanksgiving? Well, wow. Well, I, I, hey, I want to give some breaking news to you guys tonight. I don't know if you realize this or not. This corner, this section over here especially, I want you guys to know something. George. <laughs> You're my favorite. I want you guys to know something. Santa Claus is not real. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to ruin Christmas for you. I'm sorry, but just wanted you to know. All right. Here, listen, listen. There's two words, two words I want everyone to say tonight. Listen, repeat after me. Repeat after me. Two words I want you to say tonight. Say Merry Christmas. Say it again. Merry Christmas. Say it again. Merry Christmas. Doesn't that feel good? Oh, Thanksgiving's over. Oh, I love Christmas. I love everything that Christmas is all about. I get excited about Christmas. It's, it's the best. Um, but this series that we're kicking off this week or this month is called, listen, it's called New Seasons Greetings. So if I were to ask you guys out here, what are some seasons greetings that people say during this time of year? Does anybody know? Merry Christmas. What else? Happy holidays. Happy birthday. Huh? Merry Chrysler. Chrysler. Merry Chungsmas. Okay. Uh, what about Feliz Navidad? Yeah. So there's different kinds of things. There's different kind of ways people say. Happy Holidays, or Merry Christmas, or Feliz Navidad, or Merry Chungsmas, or Happy Hanukkah, or whatever it is. Um, if you think about it real, there's a few ways that we celebrate this holiday, this, and each year around Christmas time. And there's nothing wrong with saying Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, Happy Holidays, all these things. There's nothing wrong with these, but... Um, I think, though, what I would like for us to, to kind of hit on through this series, there might be some new um, season's greetings that we're going to kind of talk about through this series. And, and what we're going to do, we're going to look at God's word and we're going to find some new season's greetings that we can use this Christmas season. So I don't know if you guys realize this. I looked it up today. Christmas is 21 days away. <laughs> Anybody excited for that? Yeah, and, and I don't know about you, um, but I'm already, I'm already, honestly, if I could be honest with you guys, I'm already feeling a little overwhelmed. Um, like, you guys, and maybe it'll get worse as you get older, but there, there's shopping to do. There's, you have to go to these different dinners. There's these different school programs that you got to do. There's the, the Christmas parties. There's the school Christmas parties. 
Um, like, like, I don't think they do that in your grades anymore, but like uh, Jet, I'm sure he will have a first grade Christmas party that I'll have to go to. There's the traveling that you have to do around this time of year to see family and friends. And then there's the special services here at church that are coming up. By the way, don't miss those. We actually have a Saturday night and a Sunday, the 14th and 15th. And then the Sunday after that is our kids' Christmas program. And if you've ever seen one of those, get ready to laugh. It's going to be good. Um, But like, so there's all these things going on, all these parties to attend, all these things to be a part of, all these gifts to buy, all this food to eat, all these things to think about. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm afraid to go to Independence Mall after dark. Like there's just, there is so much going on. Listen, there's so much going on around this time of year. And and, and Christmas, this Christmas stuff isn't slowing down anytime soon. And it seems like every year there's more and more and more stuff to do. Everyone's having an ugly, ugly sweater, ugly person party, whatever. Ugly sweater party. And, and, it, and it seems to start earlier every single year. And even before Thanksgiving, stores were setting up their Christmas stuff. And, and to me personally, I just think that's wrong. But... And, and the activities that surround Christmas seem to dominate every aspect of our lives and, and the weeks leading up to Christmas Day, and there's just so much to do. And, and, and we, we kind of start to feel guilty if we don't get it all in, if we don't participate in all of it. And after all, it's Christmas, right? You got to go to this, and you got to do this, and you have to do these things. And, and, and this is the way, <clears throat> this season is the way that we celebrate God sending his son into our lives, to this earth, keeping all these obligations and all these traditions and, and all this way of, of just uh, of showing others and doing all these things. And if, and if we happen to even just somehow think about it, possibly showing Jesus how important that he really is to us as well. Maybe we can squeeze that in somewhere between all this other stuff. But, but he's important, but, <clears throat> but what, if the, what if with everything that goes with this season, what if all, all the pageantry and the schedule and the, the celebrating and the, 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 the taking attention away from the one thing and, and the pageantry of the other and the schedule and the celebrating and all this stuff, it's supposed to be about? Like, what if all the attention that we gave to all of these events and around Christmas detracts us from the attention that we should be giving to the one whose birth that we're celebrating? Is it it possible that we could be doing so much in service and, and, and in celebration and in doing all these things that we've missed? The way we lose track of Jesus' arrival, of the real reason that all this is about, and that we maybe possibly even forget to spend time with him. I think it is, and I think that we've all probably been guilty of this. See, Jesus knew that there, there was always going to be a great deal of activity um, surrounding his presence, 
Uh, he, he, Jesus knew that wherever he went, every place that he went, he drew a crowd and there was going to be a lot of things going on. And everywhere he went, crowds gathered. There was excitement. <clears throat> there were festive meals. And, and all throughout the gospel accounts, we read of Jesus showing up in a new town and then someone insisting that Jesus and his disciples come for dinner or come for a meal. And sometimes it, was, it would be someone who you would expect, and then sometimes it would be um, someone who you wouldn't expect the Son of God to be having dinner with, and sometimes it was who you would least expect it. And, and it. But it seems that everywhere he went, someone was hosting a dinner, or someone was hosting a party, because Jesus is in town. Jesus is present. Luke 10, if you got your Bibles tonight, we're going to be in Luke 10 for a little bit. <clears throat> Luke 10, um, it, it records the account uh, of one of these meals, of one of these celebrations at the home of Mary and Martha. And if you think about it, Lazarus may have been there as well because um, they were Lazarus' sisters. But as always, when Jesus arrived, there was a lot to be done. He traveled with an entourage like his disciples. There was a lot of people there. He came with a built-in crowd of at least 12, and people gathered around all the time to hear him talk and to hear him teach. And Martha, she was um, concerned with being a great hostess. She's like, Jesus is coming over. I got to get, get the room clean. I got to get the beds made. I got to get the dishes done. I got to get the laundry done. She was obsessed and so ready to have Jesus at the house. He was showing up, and she was getting the place prepared, and she was focused, getting everything that thing done that needed to get done. And then Mary was just sitting around. Let's look at it, Luke 10, verse 38 and 39. If you didn't bring your Bible, we got it on the screen. It says this, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha uh, opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. See, instead of giving in to the pressures to, to host, to entertain, Mary sat there at the feet of Jesus. She, she spent time with Jesus and she listened to Jesus talk. And he was, this was honestly, just so you guys know, for this to take place was actually a huge deal for Mary to set at the feet of Jesus because for a woman, for a female, to be able to set at the feet of a rabbi and hear him teach and hear him talk was a huge deal. See, Ladies in the room tonight, I want you to know that, um, that Jesus was way before his time in valuing women. You see, because at this time, back in these days, women were property. They were basically property. Your job was to take care of the house, to make babies, and to, to do things like that. You didn't have a voice. You didn't have value. See, today people are fighting for this for this women's equality or women's rights and all these kinds of things. And Jesus, centuries ago, he let women know that they're valuable, that they're cared for, that they're important. And he valued them much more. And so Mary was not supposed to be sitting there at the feet of Jesus. That was not her place. She should have been with Martha. So all throughout the Gospel of Luke, 
The idea of, uh, of listening is tied in with discipleship. See, Mary heard what Jesus said, but few actually listened. You know, there's a difference between hearing something and listening to something. See, Mary, Mary heard, uh, a lot of people heard what Jesus had to say, but Mary was listening. She was taking it all in. She was learning how to follow Jesus closely. If you read the book of Luke, this, if you're familiar with this book, this, uh, this uh, section here is sandwiched right in between the, the verses about the Good Samaritan. And then right on the other side is Jesus talking about um, the Lord's Prayer. And so maybe, just maybe, just maybe my idea or my thought, she was sitting there at the feet of Jesus listening to how he, maybe he was teaching on how to love your neighbor or to how to love others. Or maybe she was listening to him explain how everybody needs to talk to the Father through prayer. Whatever it was that she was hearing, she was actively listening so she could follow Jesus more. So meanwhile, Martha, Martha was not sitting at Jesus' feet listening. Instead, she was trying to be the perfect hostess. She was trying to get things ready. She was trying to get things prepared. There were a lot of mouths to feed. There were a lot of people in the house. She was, there were sleeping arrangements to be made. And, and I can't even imagine the amount of work that uh, hosting Jesus would have required. Luke says this in Luke 10, verse 40. It says, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, and, and, and I imagine that she said this with attitude. She came to him and asked, probably had her hand on her hip, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself. Tell her to help me, Jesus. I could imagine that she was upset. She was mad. She was hustling. She was working, doing all this stuff while Mary just sat. And I love the emphasis that Luke makes, and it says that Martha was distracted. See, Martha was so frustrated that her sister had left her to do all the work that she actually interrupted Jesus's teaching so she could intervene. But Martha had missed the point, actually. She got so distracted by all of the activity, all of the things to do, all of the busyness surrounding Jesus' arrival, that she actually thought that the activity was more important than spending time that the one that the, the, the activity was surrounding. She wasn't fully ignoring him. She wasn't being rude or discourteous. She, she wasn't disobeying any of the commandments or doing anything really wrong. She was simply distracted. And she forgot what it was that she should be focusing on, the most important thing that she should be focusing on. But aren't we at times so guilty of this as well? We get fixated on, on getting, maybe, maybe you love Christmas, and we get so fixated on getting the decorations just right, getting things set up just, just right, or, or getting that, we got to get the perfect picture, me and my girl, so we can celebrate Christmas. Like, we got to get the perfect picture, or, or we got to make sure that the perfect gifts are bought. And, and we go to all of the programs and all of the services, and, and we go to, oh, we got to go to the plaza. 
We got to go to the plaza and get our lights, take pictures, take them with the lights. Like, it's, it's going to be beautiful. It's magical. Or like, we got to go ice skating. Or like, we got to go to the miracle tree, right? Don't we all do this? Is that what it's? Magic tree, not miracle tree. But here's the deal. Listen, listen. If we're not careful, and none of those things are bad things. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like preaching against those things. None of those things are bad things. You're not going to get a miracle of that tree, by the way, or magic. <laughs> um, but anyways, but here's the deal. If we're not careful, the activity that's surrounding the holiday becomes more important than spending time that the one we're celebrating. See, I think one of the most convicting things is that I realized in this course of, even for me, kind of preparing this message is, is that I'm a lot of times like Martha. I get so caught up in the, in, I gotta get things ready, I gotta work on these things, I gotta get these things prepared, and, 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 and I get so busy and caught up in things like Martha, and, and I wear I wear busyness as like a badge of honor sometimes. Sometimes like people ask me how I'm doing and I just respond, oh, man, I'm busy. It's, it's like I'm something to be so proud of. I'm just so busy. I'm serving Jesus, doing his work. Doesn't anyone notice how busy I am? Doesn't he? Don't you know I'm going back to school too? Yeah, I got that going on. I got three kids. I'm married. I'm busy. I got things happening. Does anybody notice this? I'm just so busy. See, Jesus' loving reminder to Martha is probably the same thing that he might say to us. Luke 10, 41 and 42, he says this. He says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You're worried and you're upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what's better, and it will not be taken away from her. I love how he's like, he's kind of forceful about it. She's like, this is the best thing that she could be doing, and I'm not going to tell her to get up and start cleaning. Spending time with Jesus, just so you guys know, is the best thing that you could be doing. Don't waste it on other things. I mean, yeah, we're going to have moments. We're going to go to the plaza. We're going to take your picture with the lit up tree. We're going to do all these things. Go ice skating. Those are, those are special things. But when it pulls time from us spending time with Jesus, with the one. See, he, Jesus didn't say, say the things that Martha was probably expecting her to say. And he wasn't saying that her time wasn't important or it wasn't worthwhile. Jesus didn't rebuke Martha for wanting things a particular way. He just reminded her that there's something better than doing this. And that thing is Jesus. Jesus is better. See, time with him is better than, than, than any perfect feast. Uh, and, and even a feast thrown in his honor. Time with him is better than a clean and tidy house. Time with him is better than getting that girl you like that, who, who might like you even a little bit more, that perfect gift. Better than the tree, better than ice skating. Time with him is better than anything that you could be doing. And this is what I think was the hardest lesson for Martha to learn. 
See, time with Jesus is better than service for Jesus. Time with Jesus is better than service for Jesus. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in like, I got to do the work for Jesus. I got to do these things for Jesus. I got to go on these missions trips. I got to do all these things. And none of those things are bad things. But it's not about a trip. It's not about going to a thing. It's not about doing this thing. It's not about doing the work. It's about spending the time with Jesus. Before you go on that trip, are you preparing your heart to go on that trip? Before you do those things, are you preparing your heart? to Youth convention was a couple weeks ago. Did anybody take the time, say, God, I want you to do whatever you need to do in my heart before I step on this bus? And maybe you did, and that's amazing. But are we really spending time with the one that we should be spending time with? See, Martha was doing all that she was doing for Jesus, Yet he told her, he said to her, Mary has chosen what's better. Martha's choice hadn't been bad. It wasn't a bad thing. The things that she worked on were all good. It simply wasn't the best choice at the moment. Why? Because Jesus was there. He was there. 